Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Welcome, I'm Father Jason. And I'm Coach McKenna. It's great to be back with everyone as we begin a new episode. I want to start off with a passage verse from St. Paul's letter to Titus, um, from chapter 2, verse 6. In the same way, encourage the young men to live wisely. And I think that's one of the things that's really important. And Coach, one of the things that came to mind when I was thinking about this episode was a podcast that I had recently listened to in light of all you've been telling me about uh, Coach Joe Ehrman. And one of the things that he talked about was how masculinity and self-control stems from the heart. And it's not some action uh, outside of ourselves, but it starts within the heart. So to be a man is about having a proper understanding of self as well as a sense of the goals that we want to accomplish and how we are going to accomplish them through the tools and the resources and the people we've been blessed to have in our lives. I think one of the things that I like, and you bring up Joe Ehrman, that I really like about his definition of what a you know man is and everything, and I think you have to look and see what your definition of a true man is. And, and I think that's the most important thing because I think society has really tainted the, uh, the uh, definition of what a man is. You know, if you look at some of our commercials, you know, that you see on TV and everything, if you went by TV and you thought that's what it took to be a man, you would think that how many sexual conquests you had, how many uh, this, how many beers you had and everything, that makes you a better man. And, and we all know that's not true. And I think that's why if you take the time to spend some time um, listening to Joe, reading his books and everything, um, he has a great message, as does a lot of other people out there. Um, but I think we have, uh, I, I've had the opportunity to uh, hear Joe. Um, I, we brought Joe to Notre Dame one time, and he was unbelievable. And his presentation, um, now he's kind of elevated to where he, I think he presents to almost every NFL team. Because I think that's it's time incredible. for some of our young athletes to learn what it really is to be a man. I mean, we've been blessed. We just had a young man last week, Robbie Buecher was in here, who that's a definition of a nice young man. We have Chris Dunn here, who is another somebody who I feel is a definition of a good young man who's now off to college and everything. We're going to talk about that and the choices you have to make. And I think that's what you have to look at first. What is your definition of a man? And I think that's one of the incredible things that, that Coach Ehrman is doing is is going out in in – you know, in light of him being a coach, he has the background and the experience. But I think it's the wherewithal of recognizing that sports is the primary medium today in order to influence the youth. Um, you know, it's it's un, it's not through any other mechanism that you can have as large of an audience. And I think if all of our athletes were to step up to the plate and actually want to make a difference, it could be incredible. It absolutely could be. And so I think I think what he's doing in talking to the different uh, teams and, and the books he's publishing and the ones that you've given me to read uh, really kind of stress that that aspect of, of looking at what masculinity is, what character is. I, I love what he says about character as well. Um, but that and, also, well, and Father, yeah. and I think it's important we realize, too, that it's important for guys like we talked about Robbie last week and we talked about Chris Dunn being here this week is – um, how do you, they use their platform um, to talk about that? Because um, 
they are the heroes. They are the people that the young kids coming up, the junior high kids and everything, should be looking up to. And that's where they should be getting their definition of what a young man really is, not by TV and everything else. And that's why I think it's so important that we get to show off some of the good things that are happening. Because a lot of times what happens is, uh, and you guys all know my feelings on uh, religion in the last 30, 40 years, that we've kind of sissified religion. Um, that, that we've made it uh, that, that's a very soft type thing. Come on, guys. The Warriors back then, you tell me Jesus was soft. You know, he ran all around the desert in his bare feet and everything. Look, look, look at him. He had a six-pack. He was a tough guy. He did things <laughs> that nobody today could do. You know what? And I, and I know I'm a little offbeat when I say things like that, but it's the truth. These guys, warriors of back then, were true warriors, were true men, were manly men. And we need that again. And we need young men like we've brought up here and, and, and strong young ladies. I don't want to forget the women or I'll go home today after the show and my wife will be saying, you didn't talk anything about the women in the world. We're strong, too. But we need young guys like this. We need guys to step up and be different. Don't be afraid to be different. Go out. Take that platform you've been given and use it well. Yeah, I think you're exactly right on, on the way that we present Christ today is, is, is really in a disservice to Christianity because we do simplify him awfully uh, too much. And, and we try to, in light of, I think, the artistic representations of him, he's, he's always presented as this very soft and docile individual. But when you go back and actually look at the scriptures itself, Jesus was, was quite uh, a challenging figure to, to contend with. I mean, he was one who was completely uprooting the status quo of the time period by what he was doing. I mean, he was eating in the homes of, of those who were considered outcasts um, and had no position or place in society. I mean, the fact that he was talking to women who were, were known adulterers, I mean, some of these actions— um, were so unsettling that it challenged people on whether or not they had the conviction to want to stick around to hear what he had to say. And we hear time and time again how people walked away because they couldn't understand. Um, you know, so Jesus wasn't this uh, simple figure that we like to sometimes pretend he is. And I don't know how we've gotten to that because, you know, again, uh, and again, we all know I'm a little warped with my thinking at times and everything. But you know what? <laughs> I've been going to church for a long time. I have yet to look up at a cross of Jesus hanging up on a cross, and then he has a man bot up there. Then he has a belly. He has a big belly and everything. He's there, there's one in jacked. Michigan, actually. No, I, there, I, I no, can't there believe is, it. There I is, can't believe is. it. Uh, Tom Monahan, who's the founder of Domino's Pizza, actually built a church. Kid you not. I've went and saw it. Um, and inside the church, Jesus is overweight hanging on the cross. It is the most bizarre depiction of Christ I've ever seen. Well, Father, I, guess that's I will the, never be going to that church because I can't believe he had a man body. I guess as you the know? founder of Domino's, he wanted to depict Jesus after eating several Domino's pizzas, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no offense against Domino's. I do like their pizza. But it is, it is an interesting. It's the only time I've ever seen Jesus without a six-pack. But, yeah, no, but, there he had a big know, belly. He was a man's man, and, that, and that's what we get to. And uh, we don't want to take good time away from Chris, but no. that's what we're looking for. We're looking for those young men. They're willing to be good young men again. And I think we, there's plenty of them walking around. You know, and before we go into our break, I just want to bring up, in light of Chris not only having been a uh, baseball player, um, but he was also on the swim team, if I, mm -hmm. am I correct? Yes, that's correct. And, that, and uh, in light of two of the freshman football players at Notre Dame signing me up for TikTok because um, they said that I needed to, to create oh TikTok videos, I still don't entirely understand how that thing works. Um, but 
on the For You page, one of the things in light of this episode that caught my attention was actually a post by this guy named Sam Fricker, who is on the Australian diving team. Mm -hmm. And what he said, he was talking about how you achieve goals. And he had three simple steps that he thinks are the way in which we can become successful men. And his first one is that we have to have a clear vision of where we're going. We have to know what we want in life. And second is that we have to surround ourselves with people who have the same desires, the same ambitions, the same motivations, because otherwise we'll get distracted from where we want to go and we'll lose sight of that, that vision that we have. And finally, he said that we have to take daily action. Every day we have to do something to help make that goal or vision become more of a reality. It sounds so simple, but I think it's refreshing to be reminded of. And I know you as both a baseball player and as a swimmer, uh, know the amount of dedication that it takes to put forward the effort to actually become something. Because I know, like, I can swim, but, like, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to probably save my life. No, yeah, I mean, the amount of hours in the pool, you know, going to that, and then, you know, the training, the weight room, and then also, you know, constantly trying to go keep, you know, yourself up to date with baseball. Since the seasons are back-to-back, it's a lot of work, a lot of effort. And, and then and the training is different, too. And that, yes. that becomes the challenging part, and I imagine that's yeah. kind of grueling. Yeah, that balance is kind of hard to find. You need to find like that sweet spot. Sometimes stretching yourself a little bit too hard for one or the other really just throws you out, and it's more of a setback than a boon. And coach, I mean, one of the things that you know, in light of being the strength coach, and you know, you're dealing with some of these challenges and, and that some of these guys put forward. I'm always amazed at how remarkable it is that you can you can help these young men achieve these goals that sometimes seem quite challenging uh, when it comes to changing uh, for example these these winter track athletes who then go on to play lacrosse in the spring you know going from running long distances to to needing to bulk up in order to actually be a player worthy of the field for lacrosse is quite a change that has to take place yeah you know, and again you know you, well, we all understand I'm just not another pretty face but you know <laughs> but it's taken a lot of time because uh, what it has to do is one we talk about this in any sport in your life and everything, I've had to build the foundation of my knowledge of all the different sports. I have to understand the sports. I just can't say, hey, I got a baseball player, but I don't understand how their body works. So, you know, I took time, and and luckily with my relationship with Dr. John Kelly down at Penn Medicine, took time to learn about the shoulder, um, learn about the, uh, the things that can happen, because I become the prehab guy. So I learn about the different sports and how they work, and I try to, again, I become a prehab guy. And what I mean by prehab, I try to do the exercises that are going to help these young athletes so they don't end up in rehab. Um, You know, um, the big thing with shoulder stuff now, without we could go a whole show about this, is that we've become a generation that doesn't do pull-ups, doesn't do back stuff. We only work out what we see in the mirror, the front of us. You know, they are not not in our weight room, but because um, um, I think we've changed the culture in our weight room. But everybody wants to run in, and the first thing they want to do is bench. They want to do, you know, what, what, what people are going to see. Well, the most important part of the thing you have is your core, whether you call your core your whole trunk, and your back, your scapula, and everything like that. And we find that when most of the shoulder injuries are coming out, where it's a weak scapula. So, you know, things like that. Now, and there's a thing that you have to do. And it's not as easy as everybody sounds because you've got to sell it to the athletes, and you got to get them to work at it. And before we take our short break, um, I think that is one of the points that I think is the challenging part is is to help people to recognize what they actually need versus what they want to do. And I think in the weight room, it's easy to do the upper body. You know, for example, 
I hate doing the legs, you know, just, uh, and most people I think are in the same boat as I'm in. Um, but it is in recognizing that there's much more that needs to be done than we might have an awareness to and, and the value of others. But when we get back, we'll talk with Chris about some of the goals that he set for himself and how he's been approaching those and, and how his faith and his, his background in baseball and, and swimming have helped him accomplish some of those. Hello, my friends. This is Jim Manfredonia, co-founder, president, and CEO of Domestic Church Media. It's an honor for us to be able to bring you Just Be You on our network of local Catholic radio stations. And we want to thank Father Jason and Coach McKenna for sharing their gifts with us each program. Domestic Church Media is an honored affiliate of EWTN, the Global Catholic Network, and they provide us with so many wonderful programs. But as your local Catholic radio station, it's important for us that we bring you fine local programs like Just Be You. And not only can our family of listeners hear these programs on our radio stations, but they can listen on our free Domestic Church Media mobile app by downloading and enabling the Domestic Church Media skill on your Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. And we stream our broadcast live 24-7 and archive all of our local programs on our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. So I invite you to visit our site. That's domesticchurchmedia.org. And while you're there, I ask you to prayerfully consider making a donation to Domestic Church Media so that we can continue to bring you programs like Just Be You. Domestic Church Media is a nonprofit Catholic lay apostolate, and we are totally listener-supported. We are here because of the generous donations of listeners like you. We don't receive any financial assistance from EWTN or any of the dioceses that we serve. We count completely on our family of listeners. So won't you visit our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and consider making a donation today? When you do, you're supporting Just Be You and allowing us to bring this excellent program to potentially millions of souls every day. My friends, it's so important that we have a Catholic media outlet like Domestic Church Media to bring the joy of the gospel to millions of souls every day. But we can't be here without people like you. So again, I invite you to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this apostolate. God bless you, God love you, and thanks for listening. Well, I've been waiting for this part for a long time because we get a chance to talk to Chris and everything because I think he is a very, very interesting um, young man. Um, one, um, Chris, at Notre Dame, I think you did a good job being your own man, laying your foundation. Could you talk a little bit about that, what it takes to be a good young man uh, in today's world? Um, well, I think for a lot of people, they try to um, you know hold themselves to like a bunch of different standards be it this, that, the other thing, and they follow around a bunch of different friend groups. Um, but for me, it was a lot of just going, like, back to basics. I was like, all right. Um, I, I pretty much sat myself down at one point in my junior, senior year, and um, I said, all right, what's what's going to make me a better person going forward? What matters to me now? And if I make myself better, how can I help other people? And I think as I started to, like, you know, slowly focus on those things throughout the years as I'm getting older and preparing to go off to college, Life got a lot easier, and I was able to handle more things without getting as stressed about them. How do you, um, you know, and one of the things that interests me is always, and it's got to, and I remember way back when, when I was in college, uh, the challenge of going from high school where to everything, basically, you're told to do everything. Mom mm-hmm. wakes you up, says, time to get up, go to, go to school, and all that stuff and everything, yeah. where now you go there, and it's like nobody's 
telling you what to do. You know, you're yeah. given schedule. And if you don't go with a good foundation and you're not disciplined, man, you're set up for failure. So how did you handle that change? Yeah, I just kind of realized that, you know, going away to college, um, it's obviously a lot different than back home because you have everybody you know and trust around you and you can lean on them when you need to. Um, but going to college, it was just... I'm, I'm already a sort of independent person. So I said, now I need to be even like ultra independent. I can't rely on anybody. I got to do this all myself. And if I don't, then, you know, certain things are going to slip. So I was pretty much just focused on saying, I'm going to, I'm going to lock a few things down in my life first and then just, you know, build from there. I was like, I just simplified the problem and, you know, worked out of it. Okay. One of the things I think people have to understand is he just didn't go around the corner. You went to where for college? I went to Arizona State. So, so I was far removed from. He's far family, removed from buddy. mom, dad. Coach McKenna, Father Jason, and everything, even with all this high-tech stuff and everything, he's out there by himself. So you get out there, um, you know, and um, how, how important was your faith to how you made a lot of these decisions and what you do daily? Uh, my faith pretty much just kept me centered, like, every day. I didn't really worry too much. I know that, you know, as long as I kept, you know, Jesus in my heart and a couple of other things that I thought about and prayed about— um, that any like the day-to-day -day struggles, be it classes, uh, you know, friends, you know, managing certain things, um, I'd be okay. And that, you know, rolling one day into the next, it's just going to get better because you're constantly working on yourself and with other people. What is your goal, which I get, I think is another interesting thing because uh, I can remember, and we always tell the story, the last time I had my, uh, the same right leg, second knee replacement, um, there was a good chance I was going to have to have my leg cut off, yes. and um, I was going to have to get a prosthetic. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I was all—I was going to be the best-looking, one-legged strength coach in the world. You know, that was my <laughs> attitude. I figured God wouldn't take me on a path that I couldn't handle. But when you came out and said that that's what you want to do, yeah. So kind of explain to everybody what you want to do down the road. Yeah. So going down the road, I plan on being a prostheticist and focusing a lot on uh, myoelectric prosthetics. So you're, you know, the the leg or limb functions, whatever the muscle tissue, uh, that's residuals left there, you know, programs it to do, you know, through electrical synapses and neurons that are, you know, created as composites, um, to fill the gaps. So, yeah. You know, what's interesting actually about that is the Bishop, of course, who has a prosthesis, um, just got a new one a couple of months ago yeah. that, that is mechanical. Really? And it's the bizarrest thing because when I've gone over to the Bishop's residence, um, to, to be, hang out with him, um, occasionally I'll see him with a cord going from his leg into the wall to charge it back up. And it's just the strangest <laughs> thing because he's literally plugged his leg into the wall and it's just the funniest thing. But, yeah. but it is interesting because the whole foot on his prosthesis moves, mm. um, and it that kind of new. adjusts to the, the surface. And so it's, I guess the idea is that it gives him more control, more stability, more balance. Oh yeah. And it, it's it's amazing. I didn't even know that anything like that existed until he got it. It's just mind blowing. That is big time high tech, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 incredible. I mean, it's it's like the million dollar man RoboCop. I mean, it's, it's like, like but it's gotta Robo stay Bishop. home for a few minutes. I gotta charge my foot up here, you know. <laughs> I don't know if they have like a car jack for that yet, where you can plug it in while you're driving. But um, you know, but the bishop is a good sport about it. That's why I know it's no problem. Can next time the bishop in, would you ask him that question if he can uh, plug his foot into the car jack here for us? And yeah, if it's got a USB hookup or, or how that works. But. Oh boy. Um, Chris, one of the things, I, you know, and, you know, I didn't get a chance. We kind of ran out of time with Robbie last week and everything. But I think it's important, the platform that you take, because, again, I, I think you've done a real good job um, 
building that foundation of your life and everything and where you've gone with it. What advice, you know, you got a junior high out there, kid who's out there maybe going to listen to the show and everything, or a parent who's going to guide a junior high student. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them? Um, I'd say, uh, as far as advice goes, I'd say to find like three things in your life. Um, don't count God as one of them because that should be above pretty much anything else. But find three things in your life. Wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. Let's run that again. So you, you don't count the three things. Uh, God is one of the three things because that's already there. That's already there, yeah. That should okay, be above that's everything else. Yeah, that's a given. That's, that's, a, that's a, given. a great way to look yeah. at it. So don't count God uh, for one of those three things. Count three things that you really want to focus on. Um, you know, say you want to get in the gym more. Okay, go do that, especially because it's the New Year's and everybody's already getting that, you know, zeal to go ahead and get back in shape again for summer. So, so you want to do that? It's fine. Um, you want to do better in school, or you're looking at colleges for any, you know, juniors or people out there. Um, but just find a solid three things that you know are going to make yourself a better person, and just work to fulfill those things as hard as you can. And if you fall short, then you can't expect perfection. But we're constantly working, you know, towards that goal. I like that. I I like that. That that could go for you know a lot of things. That could go for adults. That could go for you know young young kids and everything. Mm-hmm. And I like that advice. Um, Chris, I'm going to give you an opportunity here. Um, something you did in your life in your short life. You, I know you don't have twenty three thousand so many days like no. I do and everything. But um, <laughs> we talked about that That's the last show. How many days I've been I've been around? But what you do have in your short period of time, if you had a chance to change something what would it be huh change something um i don't really ask that question a lot well that's good though yeah. so you're comfortable with you know where you've gone in your life yeah. and everything I'm, I'm, I'm fairly comfortable yeah i know you're pretty headstrong so when you make a decision i know oh. you've thought it out yeah no i'm i'm also i'm also a little bit stubborn too i didn't think it out that much i'll really definitely just like keep pressing on until i'm like all right yeah no this is the end of the road and i'm wrong i gotta restart um it actually would probably be that then yeah i'll probably be being a little bit more compromising on a couple of things in my life um i do know that i have a little bit of a you know strong will well i think a lot of that comes from you you, you and your dad i i've had i've i've been blessed to spend a lot of time with you and your dad <laughs> oh, no he's and not i know at times you now. guys can get headstrong with each other but um, how important has your relationship with your mom and dad? I called as soon as you left the other day. Um, I, I called Father Jason and yeah. I said how impressed I was the way to want to watch you interact with your mom and your dad. It's the first yeah. time I've really met you. Yeah, mother. yeah. And then the way you interact. But you know what I saw? What in your eyes and the way you treat? I saw respect. Mm-hmm. I just saw that respect coming out of you, and I, I had to call Father Jason right away and tell him that. And what, what, what a pleasure it was to watch you uh, with mm-hmm. your parents and everything. And um, let's talk a little bit about your relationship with your parents. I mean, my, parents, my relationship with my parents is it's, – it's actually, like, very healthy. And I think a lot of that does stem from respect. I think a lot of kids today – I'm not saying everybody, but a great majority um, – they kind of follow whatever they follow on social media, and they're always thinking, you know, that their parents don't really know much about what their lives are, or how it's going, or what they're doing, or what they're going on. But people forget that, regardless of the, you know, different change in technology over the years, much of life, much of you know, social interaction, it's the same. And I'm sure their parents try to parent them the way their parents try to teach them. Just, you know, it's just line of respect. Um, but the kids today, they just don't realize that the parents made the same mistakes. And when their parents try to, you know, correct them in the error of their ways, um, they're like, they just blow it off. So when it comes to me and my parents, I may fight them for a while, but at the end of the day, I know that they're coming from, you know, 
the you know the best you know position for me because all they want to do is see me succeed. So, well, you're missing that magic word though. I think they're coming from a position where they they love you. Yeah, love. Yeah, and I think that's an important word. Sometimes we forget a lot. You know that that they love you, mm-hmm. and you know, and, hey, mom brought you into this world. Yeah, you know, and there's that that there's nothing like a mother's love, mm-hmm. and everything. So I think that's important. And that's precisely that's what St. Paul was talking about in Titus uh, in his letter about growing in wisdom is is mm-hmm. recognizing that sometimes we don't know everything that we need yeah. to know or we're, we're missing something. And I got to say, Chris, over the time that I've known you, which was since you were a little kid, I, re- yeah, I remember you at St. David's. Grade, yeah, eight year old like, communion, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was um, watching you grow up has been been quite amazing to see quite the young man that you've turned out to be. And. And one of the things that I've always seen about you is, is that you're very consistent um, in wanting to become the best that you can be. And and sometimes when things don't work out the way that you, you had hoped or thought that they would, uh, it, it's always been great when you were in high school to see how you would step back. Occasionally you would ask for advice mm-hmm. or guidance or a different perspective, but then you would go right back at it and, mm-hmm. and not just give up and walk away. And yeah. um, you knew what you wanted and you, you found different ways to approach it. And, mm-hmm. and I always thought that was something quite amazing. Uh, about about your example that you left for others. Um, so, Chris, you've got a few seconds. What kind of inspiration would you like to leave for our viewing audience? A um, little bit of inspiration is just uh, find, like, find, find a mindset you can put yourself into. I mean, without a mindset going into a lot of other things, you're either going to get psyched out or you're not going to feel as confident as you are. So putting yourself in that right mindset, doesn't matter what you do, um, you're just going to be able to take that and succeed. That's excellent advice. Can't go wrong with that. You know, having that that mindset makes the biggest biggest thing. Uh, if it, you have the right mindset, you can accomplish anything, it's especially if God and the Holy Spirit are a part of it. Coach, before we go into your weekly challenge for us, um, just want to remind our listening audience um, that you are um, able to listen to us on any of your home devices. For example, if you have an Alexa, you can just simply say, Alexa, play domestic church media, and it will pull up the radio station. Uh, you can also find the Just Be You program as a podcast available uh, in a number of different ways uh, through the domestic church media as well as through Coach McKenna social media accounts. If you have any ideas or show suggestions, feel free to email us at justbeyou at rescueteam.com. And lastly, Coach. What challenge do you have for us this week? And I think it's even great, you know, because we said the title of the show, Just Be You. And I think to just be you, you have to understand who you want to be and and be the best version of that person. I just don't want to exist in life. I want to go out there and um, I want to have no regrets at the end of the day. So here's my challenge, a weekly challenge. Every day, open up that Bible, get in there, dig into it. Spend five minutes into the Bible every day for the next week and just read a passage. And you know what? I'm a big believer in this. I do this with a lot of books. Just open the page and see where it takes you because I believe God takes you everywhere he needs you to go. So just open that Bible, and I'm going to tell you what. Where you are, it's going to be important, and you're going to love where you end up. Hey, have a great week. Raised off Route Route 3 Out past where the blacktop ends We'd walk to church on Sunday morning Race barefoot back to Johnson's fence That's where I first saw me